all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, taking over, taking over. Yes, my Bible. Glory to God. Everybody standing. Let's go here right quick. And I'm going to teach this tonight. And uh, this is just bubbling in my spirit tonight. Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family. Remember I told you about this. He says, get away from terror. He's a wild goat. He's a wanderer. He's a loiterer. And from your father's house, get away from the dysfunctional spirit of your bloodline. Matter of fact, some of y'all, you need to go look at your bloodline and find out where everybody else messed up so that you'll know where not to mess up. So if, if your bloodline's got a history of being lazy and messed up, then you need to make sure you're not lazy and messed up. If your bloodline has a history, ladies, of never being with a man because they're too dominant and they won't submit to nobody, then you need to brush that. Got real quiet. Y'all saying amen. Man, if your bloodline has a history of being Ahabs where you just sit back and don't do nothing and you're just weak and jelly back, you need to bust that up. He says, Abram, get away from your father's jacked up bloodline to a land I'm going to show you. In fact, that's some of the dreams some of y'all been having. That's some of the stuff that's been popping up in your spirit in the middle of the night. And you're looking at it saying, God, I don't know how in the world this is going to happen. Why? Because God says, I'm showing you a land. (laughs) I'm showing you a life. Now, remember, promised land really means what? Promised life. That's what it means for us today. I will make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make your name great. He didn't say he'd give you a title. He said, I'll make your name great. It ain't your PhD, your DCE, your, your M of DIV. It ain't nothing. No, he says, I'm going to make your name great. So when people say your name, demons will tremble at your name just like they tremble at my name. Because just in case you didn't know. But, but, let me just, let me slow down. I'm going to hit myself. Let me slow down. Do you understand that Christ is not the only begotten son of God? At the time he walked the earth, he was. But the Bible says you have been made joint heirs with Christ, and you're not just servants, you're sons now. (laughs) 
Christ ain't the only begotten son. He's the first fruit. Watch this. And you shall be a blessing. Meaning people will want you to be around because when you're there, stuff works. When you're there, stuff is in order. When you're there, everybody knows it's going to happen because, because you are the blessing. Shout out, I am the blessing. I need you to underline that. And you shall be a blessing. You understand that? That's why when I have you say all this stuff, and I'm trying to teach you that because I want you to understand all this stuff I have you say. I want you to understand why I have you said. So when I say I am the walking blessing, I'm just doing what Genesis 12 says. Be a blessing means I am a blessing. See, your job, the only reason they're still open and they ain't part of this whole thing that's been going on is because you are there. And you're the blessing. That's the only reason recession ain't hit them. <laughs> Say, I am the blessing. Good Lord. That's why I don't understand Christians that, you know, God wants you to be destitute and all the dusty world. You are alive. I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse anybody who curses you. Stop getting all worried about folk talking about you and all that. Hush. God says, I'll deal with them. And in you, say in me, the families of the earth shall be blessed. Father, I decrease that you might increase tonight. Father, you just do what you need to do tonight. Because, God, we're going to live in the blessing tonight. That's where we're at. That's who we are, God. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's mistakes are gone. Yesterday's accidents are gone. But today, we are the blessing. And only you, God, could take something foolish like us to confound the world and to confound the wise. Father, we're going to be a mystery to Wall Street. They're going to look over there in Denver and say, how is it? Prophesy to somebody tonight. Tell, tell them, say, people are going to ask you, how is it you're doing so well? <laughs> Somebody just shout out as you're on your way down. Just shout out. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to just take us line upon line, precept upon precept in this tonight. Uh, we understand this, that the blessing is a what? Empowerment to prosper, to do well, to be made whole. Now, we've, I've taught you about this a few weeks, and I took a little break this past Sunday. Uh, but in understanding the blessing and the fullness of the blessing, we understand that it is more than just salvation. Most Christians get so excited about the retirement package that they don't actually get any of the actual living benefits. You know I mean? That's like taking a job and saying, you know, uh, when, when I die, y'all going to take care of my family? Okay, great. And then they tell you, well, we'll give you $2 a year for, you know, while you're working. You say, no, that's not what I'm interested in. So when we understand this, the scripture teaches us, uh, remember the Lord, uh, forget not his what? Benefits. Please understand, working and serving and being a son in the kingdom possesses benefits. It is not uh, just some thing that we do or some cute thing. And please understand, there's other stuff we can do on Sundays. There's other stuff we can do on Wednesdays. But the reason we do what we do is because we understand we get benefits from our service to God. You understand that? So there is no now, there is no, uh, uh, you know, I'm just living to die and I'm just, you know, trying to get over to the other side and cross over the River Jordan and all that. No, God needs you to live while you're here. Tell somebody to say, live while you're here. Now, in that, 
and I've taught this before, but I want to set the foundation because this blessing and this life that we are to live is founded now in Abram. Uh, please understand, Abram uh, is what we call the patriarch, one of the patriarchs of our faith. He's father, Abraham, and uh, in that, Abraham sets the stage. As a matter of fact, all three major world religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, all uh, deal with uh, excuse me, Abram and Abraham as being one of the patriarchs in the faith. Are you still here? And so now in that, uh, that must mean he's pretty important. Uh, and the reason he's important is because he was the first one to interrupt a cycle and a traditional pattern and habit that was going on as his family. I told you before that Terah, his father, his name means wild goat. He was a loiterer. He was a person standing around where action was going on, yet he was not producing anything on his own. And please understand, it is the reason why I talk so much about the relationships we have and the people we keep around us is because if you hang around a terror, since the blessing is transferable, then the curse is transferable. And so there is no such thing as just idle relationships or just uh, 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 casual relationships. Anybody you give access to your life, you're giving them access to bless you or to curse you. Please understand, parents, even what you, where you let your children go, it is not just where they like so-and-so and so they're hanging out. No, if they're not walking in the blessing and they mama and them ain't making them walk in the blessing, they can come over here, but you can't go over there. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Why? Because please understand that blessing is transferable. That curse is transferable. And so now we, we understand that the plan of the enemy and the plan of our spiritual adversary, the Hasatan, Satan, the adversary of God's people, his entire plan, his entire agenda is to say, let me jack them up from childhood. So when they grow up, they spend all of their life dealing with stuff that happened years ago. So they never make any progress because you got a 30 year old who's living a 10 year old's life and got a 40 year old who's still stuck in his 20s. You got a 60 year old who's still talking about what Big Mama did back at the family reunion back in 73. So what happens is, is if I can get people stuck in time, does somebody say stuck in time? If I can get folks stuck in time, then what I do is I stop their living. I stop their progress. Life is only measured by the progress you're making. The question is, how do, you, how do I know I'm living? Well, you know, I, you know, I'm breathing and I'm eating and thank God I got something to eat. And thank, Lord, if you don't do another thing for me. I don't know why folks say that. That ain't my testimony. My testimony is thank you for what you've done, and I thank you that we're working on this list. Please understand, it, please understand, don't say stuff like that just to sound deeper, to sound spiritual. Lord, if you don't ever do another thing for me, you've already done enough. I don't know why you're saying that, because suppose he actually did that. Lord, I didn't actually mean that. Well, you got to give an account now for every idle word you've spoken and every religious thing you've said. So the reason I don't say stuff just to sound religious is because that ain't my testimony. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The reason we don't get up and confess the devil is busy is because if that's your testimony, then that's what you're going to experience. He's going to be busy. The reason we don't get up and say, you know what, the devil is, you know, the devil's fighting, but we're still making it. The reason we don't say that is because whatever we agree with, remember I talked a few weeks ago, Christ is the high priest of our confession. He takes our confession to God and says, this is what they believe, so give it to them. Conversely, what happens is Satan is the what? Accuser of the brethren. Y'all still with me? I just kind of want to teach it tonight. Amen. He's the accuser of the brethren. So what he and Christ do, please understand. As a matter of fact, go to, go to Hebrews. Say, I live in the blessing. 
Now, I want you to go to uh, Hebrews 3.1. Hebrews 3.1. I want to show you how this whole thing works, and then I want to give you some practical everyday things you can do to live and walk in this blessing. Hear me. The blessing is not measured. Even when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about how these, they died not seeing the promises. Well, what does that actually mean? Abram said he'd be the, uh, the Lord says to him, you'll be the what? Father of many nations. Well, did Abram actually see those nations manifest? No. But it manifested nonetheless. So when we understand this, there are things in your life that are manifesting that you may not even be paying attention to because you don't know what they're supposed to look like. So you said, Lord, make, you know, make, make me, you know, Lord, make me, you know, Lord, bring me a mate. And so the Lord sends you to the gym. You understand? He'll say, great, go over here. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And what you asked him for manifested. Now, y'all miss what I just said. The difference was is you expected God to have somebody show up on your door with a bow saying, I am from God. That's what you expected. That's what you expected. You expected to get you a Craigslist bride. That's what you expected. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. And the reality is God answered you. He just sent you somewhere to go through process. Tell somebody, say, he answered me, but I had to endure process. So now watch this. Hebrews 3 and 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. So now let's just walk this out. How, how did, what does the priest do? The priest goes to God on behalf of man. The prophet comes to man on behalf of God. Now, Christ being the high priest of our confession and the apostle of our confession. So let's break that down. Apostle means foundation. It means one who is sent. So what does that mean? That literally means that Christ now, since he dwells in you, he is communicating with himself sitting at the right hand of the Father. Are you getting that? Say, Christ lives in me. Okay, so please understand, since he's omnipresent, he can be in you and be in heaven at the same time. So that means God says one who is sent, meaning that my spirit is relaying something to heaven. One who is. So as I'm relaying something to heaven, are y'all still here? As I'm relaying something to heaven, heaven is relaying something back to me, and it's built off of my confession. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what this means is since he is the foundation of our confession, that means that any confession that's jacked up will not properly produce the life he's ordained for us. Let me be very clear. You cannot walk around talking about, I told somebody today, I rebuked them. They said, boy, it's always something. I said, no, it ain't. I said, if you say that, it sure is going to be. Seemed like every time I turn around, and it is, because why? That's the foundation of your confession. Your confession is jacked. priest so what does that mean the high priest uh, and, and, and it would, would go and please understand the high priest and we'll get into this lower the, the later on the koanim and the koan the, the priest the hebrew priest and we'll talk about this later but the priest goes and he he would deal with god directly on behalf of the people so what christ does now is say satan 
He's the accuser of the brethren. So here's how heaven works. You want to you see how heaven works? Say, I live in the blessing. Now, do we understand that mindset? God is not trying to kill you. Now, I'm, I need to I need to say that because some folks don't understand that. Some people really think, you know what, I got to get saved, so I, you know, I want God to kill me. Again, I say to you, if he wanted you gone, it is not God's will for you to have messed up marriages and messed up relationships. That ain't his will. Or just suffer a little while. Well, you know, that's why you do your homework up front so you can minimize your suffering later on. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So here's how heaven works. This is, let's say, the throne of God. Now, a king only takes a throne when he's ready to do what? Execute judgment. That's why the Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Why? Because it's on our praise and worship that he's enthroned. That's why you can be, you know, acting all crazy and all this and say, Lord, come on, do something, and you don't get nothing. Because you didn't build a throne for him to come inhabit. And you're saying, God, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. The only time he's going to make decisions is when he's seated at his throne. Well, the only time he sits on his throne is when you put him there with your praise and your worship. So that's the one, the number one thing that happens when, you, when you're going through stuff is the enemy wants to shut up your worship and shut up your praise. And you want to lift your hands, but you feel so pressured, you feel so stressed out, you can't even do it. Why? Because the enemy knows if I can keep God off the throne, he's not going to make a decision in their favor. I'm teaching way better than y'all saying something. That's why David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my life. Listen, call me with some bad news and let me drop the phone. Father, I bless you. Thank you. Must mean you're up to something. Because you're going to be seated on the throne in my life, and I don't care what doesn't work, who don't like me, who got something negative to say. It does not matter because when God takes the throne, if God be for me, who? Does somebody say who? So it is our praise and our worship. That is the reason why when you come to church, it should not be this pulling, come on, everybody, lift your hands. Come on, everybody, shout. Come on, everybody, do this. Come on, everybody, do this. Come on. If you only knew that that's the only time you're going to get God to make a decision in your favor. Let me say that again. You're not, let me, let me help, let me help, let me help the church of the living God. Your tears, oh God, he don't do nothing. That doesn't move him. He's not getting emotional about it and crying with you. He's not coming to your pity party. He's not getting some tissues and some bonbons so y'all can sit up, not go to work, and watch Oprah. He's not doing that. I promise you he's not. He's not. Your complaining does nothing but anger him. It does nothing but make him say, you know, I'm trying to bless them. They just loop-de-doo-dee. Leaky heads. Duh. That's the only time he sits on the throne is when you enthrone him with your praise and with your worship. So that's why you never let anybody or anything steal your worship. Let somebody look at you crazy. I'll praise him louder. Say, say something. You don't know what I need God to do in my life. So I'm going to shout. I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to run. I'm going to take my shoes off. I don't care if my feet stand. You need to move seats because I'm making my God sit on the throne. And that's the only time he makes a decision. Woo!
Only time he makes a decision when he's sitting on the throne. See, the king doesn't walk around and he ain't in his bedroom, you know, he's thinking, but he ain't making decisions. The king, when he takes the throne, everybody rises. Everybody stand, it's time to start church. No, everybody's already standing because we're, the king is already here. When I showed up, the king showed up too. You know, come on, touch your neighbor. Touch, no, I ain't, we don't need all that. And we have to do that so we get the atmosphere set. But the reality is, is say I'm mature. You're mature because you're here on a Wednesday night. And since you're mature, what that means is that you, of all, should not have to be prompted to get your king to sit on his throne. Let, let, me, give you, let me give you an analogy that's going, you know, you know, it may, you know, but you'll remember it. Say the throne. When your body starts moving and you feel a stirring in your soul. <laughs> no, you're going to remember this. You're going to remember I'm, I'm, I know, Bishop, I know. And the guts start getting a little bubbly. You get a call and a summons <laughs> to your throne. I, I, I need you to get it. Don't nobody have to beg you Sit on the throne. Ah, I want somebody to say yeah. <laughs> because something in you says this is the right response. Now, since that analogy will never leave you, every time you walk in here, every time you walk in your house, I'm in an upright position because the king's getting ready to take a seat. I got my hands already clapping. Bianca ain't got to say clap your hands. Melissa Kapoor ain't got to say clap your hands. I'm already clapping. When a man of God walk in, I already know it's time to do business. The surgeon is in here getting ready to cut. So I ain't going to make it hard. I'm just going to say, Lord, come on and cut. Come on and do what you got to do. So we summons him to the throne with our worship, with our praise. Please understand, please understand. Uh, the, the greatest thing to get, the, the best way to get a great response out of somebody is not to beat them up. The best way to get something out of focus is to say, you know what? You're doing a great job. Sometimes you even got to call things. Be not. Come on, y'all hurry up. I got a few minutes. Come on, y'all stay with me. Sometimes you got to look at somebody and say, you know what, God? I want to talk to them in tongues they understand. But you're doing a fine job. Keep up the good work. You're blessed. That's why I had you talk to your neighbor so much. You understand? Because you need to speak into their life. You're anointed to preach the gospel. Preach it to them. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to preach to you. So here's how heaven works. The king only takes a seat built on praise and worship. So when he sits down to make a decision. You understand? You go into a courtroom today, and you don't, please understand, you, you don't stand when that judge comes in. You don't honor that judge. What's the man off Judge Judy? What's his name? The bailiff. 
I don't know, Frank or something, whatever. Keith, whatever. You understand? Bert. Bird. Bird. There you go. Bird. There you go. You understand? And thank God we got a judge like our daddy. <laughs> thank God we got a judge like God. You ain't hear what I'm saying. He's biased towards you in the first place. You better hear what I said. He's biased towards you. Even when you're wrong, he still will side with you before he sides with your enemy. Here's the throne. He sits on the throne on your what? On your praise, on your worship. That's why if you, I just like to internalize my worship. See, the problem with that is, is, is that and David thought real hard. Now, I'm not, please understand, I'm not, everybody worships in their own way and all that, but please understand, it has to come out of your mouth. Let me also take the time to say this as well. It's the same with, with our prayers and our confessions. It has to come out of your mouth. And the Lord thought really hard about healing Lazarus. He really wanted him healed in his mind. No. Or he really wanted him to rise. No. It had to come out of your mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he sits on the throne from your praise and your worship. That that you do, that that you say. On one side is the prosecutor. His name is Hasetan, the devil, the adversary, Beelzebub. dragon. Now, watch this. Stay with me. I used to say I live in the blessing. <coughs> so here's how heaven works. God's here. Prosecutors on this side. You understand? And he's, Bible says Satan is the what? Accuser of the brethren. Let me teach this to you because a lot of folk give him more power and and the reason I spend so much time dealing with that is because if you glorify your enemy, then you give him powers he doesn't have. And if you glorify your circumstances, what you're saying is, my enemy is more powerful than my God. Now realizing your enemy works for your God. Bishop, explain that. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Okay, I'm going to help you. God's on the throne. Satan stands as the prosecutor accusing the brethren. What does he accuse them with? What they do and what they say. He stands and says, God, so-and-so confessed that she was never going to get ahead. Therefore, we make a motion. Don't ever let her get ahead. We file an injunction. We file a, we block it. Lord, so-and-so said, ain't no good men. Therefore, let her meet every low-down, dirty dog on the face of the planet. So-and-so said, ain't no good women left. So let him find every Jezebel and Rahab in the, ho in, in the whole world. Rahab, before she, before she put the scarlet. You getting this? You create your own life by what you say and what you do. He just stands there reporting what you say. He's just a reporter. So when you're complaining about, I don't know, no, no, he just takes your complaints. Because remember, the scripture says you got to give an account for every idle word. He just takes your complaints and says, God, today, so-and-so, they said it under their breath, they didn't think I was going to get it, but I heard it. 
Today, so-and-so said, somebody say, preach, Bishop. So, he just reports what you say. And see, here's what he does. He uses the word against you. Because what does the word say? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat its fruit. So he just says, God, the reason she got to be jacked up is because you said she'd be jacked up. Are you getting this? Ain't the devil is busy. No, he just reporting what you say. He stands in heaven all day just reporting what you say. And Job, the Lord says to, to, to Elohim, says to, uh, uh, to Hasetan, he says, where you been? Oh, to and fro on the earth. Just saying that? And I've taught you this before. That means he's not omnipresent if he's got to walk. He ain't everywhere at the same time. You understand that? So that's the whole problem when folks start talking. That's why when people start talking about the devil, I just it really bothers me. Why are we giving him so much credit? Why we, why the Bible says we're going to behold him and say, you the one. You the one everybody been running from and, and getting chickens and all this and miracle soap and all that. You the one. Now I say, if you need miracle soap, you get your miracle soap. Miracle suds. You're not fully clean unless you're miraculously clean. <laughs> so stay with me. Y'all with me? So he, 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 here's what he does. He says, God so-and-so said their wife don't, don't, don't ever do nothing romantic. Therefore, Lord, let her be the biggest, the biggest prude on the face of the planet. Thou shalt getteth noneth. Is this too real? I thought y'all were mature. Lord, he, she stands up and confesses all day. He ain't no good. He ain't about nothing. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. And then, Lord, she tried to change and say, well, no, Lord, I, you know, I need to say something different. So, but she said more of that than she said of that. Therefore, by deduction, we got more points on the negative than we did on the positive. That's why when you start saying stuff and you realize you made a mistake, you need to say, Lord, I repent and I ask that you cancel the power of those words I just said. Because the Bible says when an angel gets what I say, the angel starts taking it and he starts making it happen. So when I start confessing I'm the blessing, my angel shows up and starts manifesting a blessing. When I say I'm the head and not the tail, that angel shows up and starts manifesting. Angels waiting on me to say stuff. Please say something. Because watch this now. Watch, stay with me. Stay with me. The fact that Satan was among the angelic beings and the angelic hosts and the sons of God. Please understand. It gives you an understanding of why there is no this whole thing we've made, which is really out of this Greco-Roman mindset, of God versus the devil. Satan is no match for God. He made him. Now, now maybe not today because of modern culture, but when I was growing up, you wasn't no match for your mama. Because she'd remind you every day, I brought you up in here. Look at all the violent people. I'm going to take you out. Come on, Bishop. I'm going to go tell him now. Get him out of youth church. I'm going to tell him. 
you were no match. You understand? You had big mamas back in the day that could be four foot two and scare a six, seven man. You know, mom. So Satan stands all day accusing you to God. That's what he does. That's his job. His job is to accuse you all day. That's his job. So if you want to talk about he's busy, he's just doing what you tell him. That's all he's doing. Are you getting this? Say, we live in a blessing. I got six minutes. All right, watch this. God sits here, but on the other side of the courtroom, you got somebody called your advocate. And when Satan stands up to say, Lord, they're guilty, and the wages of sin is death, he says, objection. On what grounds? I plead the blood. That's what I plead. I plead the blood on this thing. The blood takes care of this. The blood washes them white as snow. The blood gets rid of their mistakes. I know they deserve to die. I know they deserve to get the disease, but I plead the blood. Because three people say I plead the blood. His plea is, sorry, his plea is, that's right. His plea is not guilty, and I'm not guilty. Some stuff you show guilty of. But he just says, nonetheless, I plead the blood. And you know what God sitting on the throne says? Objection sustained, case dismissed. You ought to be excited. There are some cases that were against you that God says, I dismissed them. You should have got a disease out there messing around. But I dismissed the case that was against you. You ought to be broke now, but you still got a job. I dismissed the case that was against you. Oh! What y'all, y'all saying? I, I got five minutes. Y'all gonna give me my time. Now, 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 that's what's going on in heaven. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the whole objective of God. God's whole objective is, I need my people to manifest me in the earth. I need them to be able to walk in jacked up situations, speak, and change. So that's why some of the situations that you get confronted with in your life, you're like, how am I going to deal with this? Because God says, it's your opportunity to manifest me. I ain't asking you to do that. You want to be a Christian, just be like me. Speak to it. I didn't get stressed out about the storm. Matter of fact, I got mad at the disciples that woke me up. So you ought to get mad at folks that keep talking about all the problems you got on your Why you keep talking? Why are you bringing me a negative report? I'm mad at you. Don't call me. Until you got some faith to speak, we don't have nothing to talk about. And as long as you want to call and give me a negative report and tell me how this ain't working and that ain't working, you go somewhere with that. Because I'm like Christ. And Christ got mad at the folk that got a negative report. So therefore, we are not speaking until you speak faith. I believe you do that. You super say, yeah, absolutely. I am. I am the blessing of God. We have nothing to talk about if you ain't got nothing good to talk about. We have nothing to discuss. You hear what I'm saying? So, so watch this. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Remember I talked a few weeks ago, 
Abraham, he said, when Melchizedek, and Melchizedek is a type of who? Christ. When he blessed him, he said, blessed be Abram, possessor of, meaning, in my human experience, I possess two realms. And the difficulty we have is many of us enjoy the humanity of our spirits rather than the divinity of our experience. You enjoy being a mere human. That's why the apostles, when he's writing, he said, don't regard yourselves as mere humans, as mere men. I have all of heaven at my call. All I got to do is call him. He's on the main line. You can call him up. I got two minutes. Watch this. Watch this. So what happens is, is that <coughs> I possess heaven and earth. In heaven is the fullness of the blessing. Why? Because there's no sick people there. There's no broke people there. There's no bad relate. Could you imagine a couple fighting in front of Jesus? <laughs> well, I'm not ready to go to service. Well, but listen, you need to come on. Could you imagine? No, there's no discord in heaven. Could you imagine some kids not minding in heaven? You think you scary. Let God have to get off the throne. Hey, what y'all doing down there? What are you doing? I am the Lord. You You'd be concerned. Goodness. So in heaven is the fullness of the blessing. God lives in the blessing. That's why the first place he created was a place called voluptuous living. <laughs> the blessing. Because all he was doing was bringing what was there here. So that's why he says when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. What is his kingdom? Heaven. He left us this one to run. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if something going on in my life is not going on in heaven, it means I haven't dealt with it like Christ would have dealt with it yet. Because the only reason it's permitted to stay is because I gave it permission. So that means when, when financial attacks come, that means I deal like Christ did. Please say, you remember the story, and, and, and they're fishing, they're fishing all night, and they don't catch nothing. Christ said, go do it again. Christ wasn't worried about money. He wasn't worried. Now, he, he makes sure he pays his taxes. Man. He makes sure, you know, they, make sure they pay their taxes. But now watch this. He wasn't worried about that. Think about it. He's starting a ministry with 12 gentlemen and half of them thugs. One of them's a, 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 you know, a, you know, got money problem. He don't know how to report what's really there. See, he was a preview of what was to come in Wall Street. You understand? Now watch this. Oh, I'll teach you that one day, the spirit of Judas. I'll teach you that. So now watch this. I'm through. Watch this. <clears throat> so if there's something going on in my life, I'm supposed to manifest the blessing. Meaning I'm not reacting to it. I'm responding to it. There's a difference. 
See, a reaction is, I don't believe you did that. I don't believe. No. A response is, hmm, okay, in the name of Jesus, let me go get the wheel. I'm going to leave with this. I'm going to close like this. I'm going to do like an old Baptist preacher. I'm going to close with this. Now watch this. You, you, ever, you ever seen situations where someone passes away and the family begins to fight about their belongings? They begin to fight about money. They begin to fight about whose house and his big mama's house. Big mama told me I could have had a house. Well, no, she said I could have had a couch. You know, the couch is from 1922 and all this. But no, that's a sentimental value. You know, you got eight couches in your house and all this. And so, and so folks fighting over all this stuff. And, 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 but, but people that were prepared understood that one day a circumstance would come where the wheel was needed. And the reason we got an Old Testament is a new and a New Testament, please understand, is because a testament is really a wheel. So it is the last wheel and testament. So when Christ now ascended to glory, he said, listen, I'm leaving you my last will and my testament. So when a fight arises or when someone wants to start disputing what's yours and what you can have and what all that, then I go to my will. And my will says, by his stripes, I am healed. Because since the will says it, it settles the matter. The will says he wishes above all things that I prosper and be in health. So that settles the matter. So I don't have to have an argument with you about what I'm supposed to have because it's in the will. So the reason I don't tolerate mess is because mess ain't in the will. I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. It ain't in the will. So the reason I don't worry is because the will says pray about everything, worry about nothing. It was his last set of instructions to you so you understood his logic. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not out of word. Matter of fact, I didn't even finish open. But I am out of time. Everybody stand to your feet. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 